This not my kingdom, boy. This not my kingdom, boy. I'm aiming at demons, boy. I do not see these boys. Deliver for Lincoln's, their money dry up and start shrinking. My team full of lines to find. Come to your city and spark up a ride. Eating these beasts like I'm needing a diet. Shout out to Disky and shout out to Tyus. Yeah, we gotta go. We gotta go. Taking the message from coast to the coast. My trust in the kingdom. My hope in the most. What's good, NMKBH Nation? Man, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of NMKBH Talk. Man, we, last week was our first week back. We really hope you enjoyed it. We back again. So let's hop right on into it. Today, yes, we're coming from a passage in Luke chapter 15, verses 11 to 32. It's the prodigal son. I'm going to read that, and then we're going to discuss it. Then he said, a certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. So he divided to them his livelihood. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together, journeyed to a far country, and there wasted his possessions with prodigal living. But when he had spent all, there arose a severe famine in that land, and he began to be in want. Then he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would gladly have filled his stomach with the pods that the swine ate, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father and will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. And I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was still a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight and am, and am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Bring out the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his, on his hand and sandals on his feet and bring the fatted calf here and kill it and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found and they began to be merry. Now his older son was in the field and as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said to him, your brother has come, and because he has received him safe and sound, your father has killed the fatted, the fatted calf. But he was angry and would not go in. Therefore, his father came out and pleaded with him. So he answered and said to his father, lo, these many years I have been serving you. I never transgressed your commandment at any time, and yet you never gave me a young goat that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as this son of yours came, who has devoured your livelihood with harlots, you killed the fatted calf for him. And he said to him, son, you are always with me and all that I have is yours. It was right that we should make merry and be glad for your brother was dead and is alive again and was lost and is found. Yes, sir. It's a classic. It's a classic. So we still on the, we're still on the segment of love right now. So we just thought it would be great to come to another parable that shows the love of God um, the first thing I want to talk about is the obvious aspect of how we represent the son that strayed away from his dad, um, because we do that a lot. I know I have a lot, a lot. plenty of times 
uh, strayed away from God and what he says to do and uh, straying from his word and spending time with him and going off trying to do my own thing, my own way of living and doing what pleasures me. And uh, we see in the story how just like in real life that it doesn't always play out how you think it's going to play out. And at the end of the day, you're not going to feel right. Your inside is going to feel all messed up and wrong. And, you, and at the end of the day, you know you're going to have to turn away from that and and come running on back to the father, just like the son did. And in order to do that, you have to kill the pride and sell yourself and, and say to yourself, man, I'm, I'm tripping. I'm, I'm messing up. I got to get it right. I got to get back to my source of, of, of true wealth that I need to get to and just turn away from your other ways that you was trying to do and get back to where you need to be. Yep, exactly. And, uh, and and one piece of it is you notice before the son came back, he was thinking of what he was going to say. And he mm -hmm. was trying to come up with the perfect apology to his father. Yeah. And I'm not worthy. So don't even treat me as your son. Treat me as a servant. And his father wasn't hearing none of that. He was like, I'm happy you're back. We throw him a feast. See, that's something that gets in our way too sometimes. Because sometimes we feel like we get in such a mess that we're that God's looking at us like, man, let's we're kicking him to the curb. He's not part of my family no more. But God is thinking the farthest thing from that. He's thinking, my son, my daughter is coming home. So none of the you don't got to try to think of this perfect apology, this perfect prayer, this perfect thing to get God to accept you back. Him just you just running back to him with open arms is all he wants because he's just been waiting there, just waiting to see you just start heading back in his direction. And like and you see, he did the father didn't wait for the son to make it all the way home. He seen him way off coming back and took Ran. off to meet him. So guys just sitting there, just like, man, if he'll just take one step my direction, I'ma go get him. All I need is him to take that one step in my direction. So once we take that step, God's going to come because that's how much he loves us. And that's why uh, it's, just, it's just so amazing how much he truly loves us, bro. Man, I love it, man. It's crazy because we really can't fathom how much he, he loves us. That's why we try to we try to minimize it, like to, to make sense in our own minds. It was like, man, I've, I done did all this. There's no way he's going to take me back. I done spit in his face. I done cursed him. There's no way he's going to take me back. But we can't belittle his love to fit our minds because his love is so great. It doesn't even make sense to us. Yeah. But that's how great his love is that all we have to do is take that one step, no matter what we did, and he's going to want us back. Man, I love that. We can't put our limits on love onto God. Just because we can't love, just because we can't love the way God loves doesn't mean he doesn't love us that way, man. That's why we have to continuously grow in our love that we can mimic the way Christ loves us to others throughout our um, throughout our lives. Yes, Another key point in this story is the big brother and how he reacts to a lot to, to this story. You know, um, one thing that really caught my attention that um, I've heard this story hundreds of times, but it's never really caught my attention until this time when the little brother runs back home. The big bro was in the field. So one of the analogies in my head is, man, whenever we're out there doing what Christ has called us to do, whenever we're doing exactly what we feel like Christ is telling us to do, and then someone that's been living a life that, you know, is wrong, not really been uh, 
living by Christ's standard, comes home and he finally uh, realizes who Christ is and a whole and he's getting blessed a lot. Sometimes we as uh, Christians have a tendency to get jealous. Like, Christ, I've been doing this for year in, year out, day in, day out, and I'm not reaping any of these benefits. But Buddy was over here doing whatever he wanted to do. But he says now he loves Christ and he's trying to live for you now. And now he's getting blessed with all these new things, all this love, da, 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 da. And we have a tendency to be jealous instead of being happy and rejoicing that the lost is now found. That's something that I really do not just reading this story that hit me because I know it's so easy to get caught up and look at what other ministries are doing or get caught up in what other people are doing and then start getting discouraged. Like, why am I not doing but then when you sit back and it's like, man, we just got a new brother into Christ. That that's that's what we're trying to do. That's the whole reason for everything. So when you're in the field and when you see people uh that that are that were lost becoming found, we have to be willing to rejoice with them because that's the goal of everything. If that's not why you're in the field, you're in the field for the wrong reasons. For the wrong reasons, man. It's crazy how entitled we feel, like how entitled we can get to be like, man, like I'm doing all this. I deserve this. Like it's, yep. I pray every day. I read my scriptures. So I deserve blessing. But just like you said, like, why, why are you doing those things? So you can get stuff. Yep. Like it's, it becomes a, a, I'm doing this so you can bless me thing instead of I'm doing this because you blessed me already. And you give me the biggest blessing that you can give me out of gratitude instead of for try to do it as like a job trying to get something out of like we're getting paid just like you said this whole reason is so we can get more people in so when more people gets in and more people get a hold of the blessing it, his blessing is big enough for everyone to fit for in everybody. everybody can eat everybody so there's no reason to get upset or get jealous because somebody's getting a blessing you feel like you should get because there's blessings and there's enough blessing to go around for everybody man I, i'm reading this book right now and it's called The Goddess. And in that book, it's referring to some, uh, it's referring to spiritual giving and, and all this type of stuff. And one of the things is it's like, it's always debunking the fear of asking people to support you when you're doing different ministry things and all that. And one of the key things he always talks about is how the heavenly budget is not limited. Like when we're doing things for Christ, it's not limited. God will God will blow people in your life to make things that you're doing for his kingdom happen. So like we always and like and it just goes perfect with what you were saying with there's enough blessings for everybody. When we're doing things truly for Christ, he's not going to let anything get in the way of that. We're not going to need anything. We're not going to want any like anything that we that we need in order to get Christ's message out there to the lost folk, he's going to provide a way for us to do it. It's just about us being a hundred percent in, and it's about us doing exactly what Christ is telling us to do. And the rest will take care of itself. The rest will take care of it. He's an awesome guy and he's a giving guy. Don't limit his love and don't limit his blessings because he can overflow you. And will. And will. And will. <laughs> oh man. Do you got anything else? To, is that... Nothing else. Nothing. Just love. Love, man. Love. That's another episode of NMKBH Talk. 
We really hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Now it's time for our weekly challenge. And remember how these work. If you participate in the challenge, your name gets put into a weekly drawing that'll get you a chance to be in the monthly drawing for some Freedom KBH merch. So please participate. We want to hear from you guys. So I'm today, sorry. our question is, when was your prodigal son moment? And what, and what was it like when you came home? Or have you came home? And if you haven't came home, take this time to come to God, pray to God, and tell him. Tell him that you're ready. Surrender to him. Because like we said earlier, all it takes is one step. It don't matter what you did, it don't matter how you're living, it don't matter what your past looked like. Come to him as you are. Take that first step. Don't limit his love because he'll come running. Perfectly said, brother. In <laughs> KBH Nation, we truly love you guys. If you ever need to, reach out to either one of us and we'd love to talk with you. We'd love to start doing life with you. We told sure. you this year we're really trying to reach out to you guys and really do life with NMKBH Nation more. We love you guys. NMKBH, out.